Hi, welcome back to The Healing Path, a podcast created to connect our broken hearts as we journey into honest conversations about grief and loss in our daily lives. Following the deaths of two of my children, I struggled for many years to fill the holes in my heart. I felt like I tried everything, prayer, meditation, therapy, coaching, reading, journaling, waiting, begging, you name it. Plus, I tried a few less productive approaches. And after two decades of continuing to grieve, it occurred to me that maybe I'd set the wrong goal. Instead of trying to feel better by filling those painful voids, I've learned that building a life around them is a more attainable target. And a major part of this approach is talking openly about what my grief is like and helping others to do the same instead of keeping it all to ourselves. With this newfound permission to let all the parts of us be here, we may feel more human and less like a robot on autopilot. So I created the Healing Path podcast with the hope that sharing our stories in a mutually compassionate environment will help us to stop working so hard to hide our our scars from ourselves and others and start wearing them proudly as the medals of love that they are. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. Today, I'm chatting about a post that's called Uncle Roger. And actually, this is a tough one because it is about our Uncle Roger who just uh, left us a couple of days ago. So um, thanks for listening. (sighs) Uncle Roger, nearly 10 years ago, my cousin Corey, by marriage, was shot dead at close range by the estranged husband of a co-worker who was so scared of going home alone that evening that she asked for Corey's accompaniment and protection. He was 33. There is a link to the news story in the blog. And having joined this family over 30 years ago, I'd known Corey since he was a toddler. He always was smiling and joking and laughing. He had so much energy And he loved to be with family and friends. As he grew older, we got to do things like go to our favorite Syracuse, New York uh, pub and shoot darts and listen to music. Corey was always up for family time, and it was so easy to have fun with him. On Tuesday, we learned that Corey's father, Roger Allen, also known to us as Uncle Roger, died. Uncle Roger has been a constant friend and support in our family, and especially with his nephew, our son, Zachary Allen. Sharing the same middle name as his Uncle Roger, cousins Corey and Jordan, and dad, Ernest, Zach Allen always felt seen by Uncle Roger. They were all part of the Allens in the family, and Uncle Roger was the original. Our family remains in shock that Uncle Roger is gone. Across many miles, the phone messages and texts have been keeping us connected, mostly wrought with questions and some regret. The cause of death is yet unknown, but nothing errant is suspected. Roger Allen, like his son Corey Allen, will be sincerely missed. There's a saddened energy in the air. We're all feeling sick like we did when Corey died, and we lean on each other to help us through. But unlike when Corey was killed, 
and we mourn for a young life gone too soon. I'm wishing Uncle Roger peace. Living without our children, for whatever reason, but especially as the result of death, is an ongoing, gut-wrenching, exhausting feat that only a parent who has lost a child can begin to relate to. And Uncle Roger did this with such grace. A foundation and scholarship, there's also a link to that foundation in the blog post, a foundation and scholarship were established in Corey's honor. Each summer, a major fundraiser event took place to fund the scholarship. Roger was one of the major propellers and promoters of this fundraiser. It took the whole year before just to plan for next year's event. It gave Roger, his wife and daughter, something to focus on once Corey was no longer with us, and it was such a fun event. Roger's dedication to his son, wife, daughter, and family has been a steady comfort and inspiration to all of us. His passion truly came alive for family when he worked tirelessly to organize these events and contribute to the community that Corey, his son, had once been a part of and enjoyed. It was a joy to see Roger take action in the face of something so painful and to be there with their family year after year. So yes, Uncle Roger will be missed. And I'm up early because I can't sleep, thinking about his hearty laugh, his huge smile, and our late-night cookouts. I am sad to learn of his death, and I will have to grieve this, along with Corey Allen's death, our two children Alexis and Emmanuel's deaths, and many friends and family members who have predeceased me. I will do so with honor. I will remember what Uncle Roger meant to his family and community. I will give thanks for the many memories <laughs> and the many laughs. I will remember his electric smile, the one he passed on to Corey Allen, with a warm heart. But I will also exhale this morning, because there's a part of me that is cheering for Uncle Roger, that he's no longer suffering from the loss of his son. This is a dynamic that might only be understood by a parent who has buried their child. So please understand that I mean this in the most respectful way, not only to Uncle Roger and his family, but also to other mourning family members. His heart is finally at peace. And even though he may be missed, depending on what our individual beliefs are, there may be be even a possibility that he and Corey have been reunited somehow. This is a secret wish many of us have um, as grieving parents and long for, which is the chance to be with our deceased child again. From this perspective, I'm comforted by the knowledge that Uncle Roger is no longer suffering from his broken father's heart. No matter how much work <laughs> we do, on our healing path, the pain is the pain. Although we try to integrate it, the nature of loss is not malleable. Grief pain is earth-shattering. It is rigid and patient and screaming for our attention and our respect. 
But by definition, it hurts. And there's no getting around the hurt. The more I allow myself to open up about my own losses, the more my ability to discover different ways of looking at things expands. Perspective doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. It just means we open to the various ways of interpreting events and circumstances. When we do, we don't take away the pain. (laughs) We sort of, I guess this is the NICU nurse in me, we sort of swaddle it by looking for the good. And from my perspective, the good is that Uncle Roger Allen, (laughs) the original Allen, no longer has to live in this world without Corey Allen. And when my final day of life comes, no matter when that is, be it today or in 50 years, I will no longer have to live in a world without my daughter and son. And you will also, hopefully, be able to exhale, even if you miss me and even if you love me, because you will know that at that moment, my heart too, is peaceful. And who knows, maybe an afterlife reunion is possible for all of us. May rest in peace, Uncle Roger, gone but not forgotten. So thank you for joining this episode of The Healing Path. So this just happened. And yes, it was completely unexpected. And um, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be able to talk about it. I, I want to jump right back to the comment that I made about wishing to see our kids again. That doesn't, it's not a surprise, uh, probably to anybody. And if you've lost someone, which if you're listening to this, you, or if you're alive, you probably have, I should say, um, that you understand, you know, that you might have this. I mean, first of all, when people die, we still see them for days, weeks, months, years. Um, depending on how present they were, just because our mind literally plays tricks on us. We still think that we hear them. We still think that we see them. And so for our kids, especially, it's like you just have this secret wish because we don't, I don't know, we don't really talk about it for whatever reason, but we, I think as a group, um, have a, like a hopeful suspicion that perhaps death will reunite us with our children. And that can get a little tricky depending on (laughs) what our um, afterlife beliefs are or if they're non-existent. All beliefs welcome here, by the way. And the other cool thing, I guess, about beliefs, though, and spirituality is that, you know, there's a lot of choices out there on what we can imagine might happen when we die. So if you're looking to do something with your spare time... (laughs) Um, check out the major religions and um, spirituality practices for afterlife. That should take a little bit of time off of your hands. Um, but yeah, we we lost Uncle Roger. It's a difficult week, um, but it also speaks to the ongoing nature of death. And I didn't want to miss an opportunity to just talk about that um, because I think when for my, I guess, my own experience in losing my children and even um, lost my first high school boyfriend to suicide back in 1988. Um, 
and and had also lost someone else in high school very brutally. Um, so even going back to that, I think once you know what death is, it just starts feeling like a mound that you're piling onto. And sometimes, you know, it's just like a little bit that you're putting on, like a couple pebbles or maybe a rock. And then other times it's like you feel like a whole like cement truck is just dumping, dumping, dumping. And um, what I want to share is that I've, I, I have, I call it, you know who you are, but I got this term from a friend, big bag of bullshit. But it's a big bag of bullshit. We carry it, we pull it, it's tied to our waist, it weighs us down. Most of the time, we don't even look at it, you know, it's our pain. We won't give it the time of day. We don't honor it. We don't respect it. We don't invite it. Um, we don't allow it. And it gets pissed. So what I want to share is that once we start allowing, and that's a really hard thing to do. And that's all of our work here at the Healing Path podcast and on the blog and also on our Scars to Metals um, Alliance community is all about how do we not run from it? And how do we integrate it? How do we honor it? How do we allow it to be part of us? Because it is part of us, and it's not going anywhere. And so historically, I felt like grief was more of like a big load of weight that I was lugging around with me, and it was getting heavier and heavier. As I got older, obviously now losing children, that'll make it pretty heavy right out of the gate. Um, but I have lost a lot of friends and um, also family members since my daughter died 25 years ago and since my son died in 2002, 20 years ago. So my point is this. The work that I've been doing to learn how to welcome my pain, and I talk about this in the context of equanimity, and if that's a new phrase for you, it's a life changer. Um, hit me up online if you want to know my thoughts about that. But I do have quite a few posts um, and also podcasts about equanimity because equanimity is this idea that we we let it all be here. And if it happens to be pain, well, pull up a chair, you know, joy is here too. Or sometimes it's just you and your grief or me and my grief or me and my disappointment. And other times all my emotions are at the table. Um, but I, I've had to do this little by little. Um, it's not something you can jump into, but dipping our toe into this idea that maybe running or trying to shield ourselves isn't the way to go. I can promise that for me, it nearly killed me. So I'm going to definitely say that's not the way to go for me personally. And I tried for 25 years. So um, I really did try a lot of different things um, other than having to actually say yes to the pain. Um, but saying yes to the pain has been the only liberation. And that brings me back to my point, which is this. I no longer feel like I'm carrying that big bag of bullshit around tied to my waist. So when we lose Uncle Roger, I can mourn for Uncle Roger and I can think about him and I can reflect on our time together and what that means for us as a family and what that means to the world. And and I can think about him specifically. And that is a very different experience than what I had done for 25 or almost 25 years, which is to just throw it in the pile of God, that effing hurts. 
and not want to deal with it and then have a drink or, you know, whatever, watch Netflix. Um, nothing wrong with that stuff if, you, if it's not, you know, hurting anybody else, I suppose. But as long as it's not hurting you, because for me, it was hurting me because it was keeping me from doing the work I needed to do to find a way to let it all be here. So it's a worthy goal. This is a longer explanation than I was intending. But yeah, hit me up if you um, want to talk more about equanimity. It's one of my favorite topics. It's totally changed my life. I've talked a lot about it in the book that I'm working on, um, The Healing Path, which will be hopefully coming out next year. And um, But in the meantime, it's just, it's a game changer. So, or you can um, search for the term at the blog and you can hear more about that. Um, but the point is that if we're alive, we are going to lose people that we love. Hard stop. Our grief memories don't <laughs> matter to the universe. They don't matter. So it's not like you've had a lot of pain over here, so we're going to spare you this. It's not the way that it works. So if it's possible to find a way to not have to carry around that big bag of bullshit tied to, tied to my waist, then that would be really good to know, even that it was possible, let alone how to do it. And that's what the work um, that I'm focused on is absolutely all about, because I don't want to pull that around anymore. It nearly killed me, and it could nearly kill you, too. So um, thank you so much for joining. Sorry to go a little dark at the end there. Uh, but I look forward to hearing from you. And um, thanks so much, of course, for checking out this episode. And until next time, let's do our best uh, to stay present and stay grateful and stay healing. And, you know, we don't know what day is our last day. And it sounds like just a trite, um, you know, cliche phrase. But if you really break it down and you sit still with that for a moment, when we open our eyes in the morning, the very first thing that comes to my mind is I before my eyes even open, I say thank you. Because if my eyes are even going to open, I must still be here. And if I'm still here, I can still contribute and I can still enjoy and I can still feel pain. And that's those are all miracles of being human and they don't last forever as we have been reminded again this week by not only Uncle Roger's death, but um, deaths all over, you know, because of uh, Hurricane Ian and certainly sending our support and condolences to those families. So thank you so much for joining. And as always, I really thank you for listening. <laughs>